The God of life protects, loves, and cares for nature. Humanity is not the master of the earth, but is responsible to care for the integrity of creation. Welcome to Season 4 of the Surrender Podcast. I'm Craig Petty. And I'm Charlene De Los Santos. This year, we're on a road trip to meet and reconnect with friends who are finding Jesus in the margins. Join us on the road and listen in to stories from around Victoria, in Adelaide, Sydney and beyond, leading up to a national gathering in Melbourne 2023. Here's a chance to listen and learn from those who might have walks different to our own. We're hoping you come away inspired to live out the radical call of Jesus amongst the margins. Today, we have some excerpts from our Surrender Road Trip and the Climate Justice Panel that we hosted at Tartania, Adelaide. You'll hear Steph Tay facilitating. Steph's a second-generation Chinese-Malaysian-Australian-born living on Gurnai land. Steph's hope is to build relationships with and learn from our Aboriginal brothers and sisters to better care for land and people. Steph was part of Tear Fund Australia's For All Creation Leadership Cohort in 2021. All right, so yeah, we're here to talk about um, climate justice and creation care today. It is so important to hear diverse voices, and I'm really excited to hear what you all have to share today, including you guys from the audience as well. We have Reverend Dr. Paul Go. Paul is a Korean-Australian Uniting Church Minister, currently working with the Synod of South Australia's Mission Resourcing Team in the areas of justice and multicultural and cross-cultural ministry. He has had diverse ministry experience in Korea, USA, and Australia, including ministry with Korean, Anglo, multicultural, and Fijian congregations in Melbourne. Um, and to the right of me, we've got Reverend Cyrus Kung. Cyrus is a second-gen Hong Kong, Australian, and ordained minister in the Uniting Church. He's passionate about seeing people connect with deeper parts of themselves whilst exploring the simplicity of Christ in the complexities of life in the 21st century. Um, Cyrus is currently one of the ministers at City View Uniting Church in Adelaide, where I also attend. So uh, I think this is a question for all of us is like, um, and and maybe it's even something for us to think about as we sit in this space is, um, what is your first memory of being made aware of the importance of climate change? Oh, maybe we can start with you. Goes back to my university time in Seoul, Korea, 1990. I believe some of you did not born <laughs> until 1990, but uh, at the time I was a senior year at uh, the university, and I, I checked that that was March. At that time, uh, I'm part of the university student movement for democracy democratization in, in South Korea. Uh, and in, in my the senior time at the campus, the, there was an ecumenical uh, world conference-like convention. It is called JPIC, uh, J for justice, P for peace, and IC means uh, integrity of creation. And I understood what means, you know, justice and peace, but uh, the integrity creation was uh, not familiar term to me at that time. And I, I, I was able to attend one uh, particular session led by William Moltmann, who is uh, still alive. He, he turned uh, 98 something <laughs> this year, uh, the, the retired uh, 
the German uh, professor uh, who, is teaching the, who was teaching theology and wrote more than, I would say, yeah, 20 or 30 books on Christian theology. And I was very much influenced by reading his one of books, which published in 1970s. It is uh, titled Crucified God. And, and, and that uh, prompted me to attend his session. And he read a kind of workshop like gathering uh, uh, along with his wife, Elizabeth. And, and, and that I, I was so shocked to hear from him that uh, he said it's about the integrity of creation, about the Christian theology of creation. He said Christianity, Christian faith, and Christian theology of creation is responsible for the all, you know, natural environmental destructions and the current uh, the ecological crisis. And we need, he said, we need to rethink and reconfigurate uh, the Christian theology of creation, which was very shocked at that time because I participated in all the justice and peace movement. Uh, around, uh, you know, at that time, the, the semi-military dictatorship society in, in South Korea and about the unification issue with, uh, between North and South. But I never thought about uh, my Christian faith and Christian theology contributing to the destruction of the, the, the environment and uh, the ecological crisis. And after three years, he published another book God in creation, and uh, yet, and from, from that point, I started to rethink my own Christian faith, and in relation to Christian theology of creation, God in creation, and I uh, and uh, that uh, uh, experience drove uh, uh, me to write a certain. A particular article in 1996 uh, uh, about uh, the, 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 the what is now called eco-theology uh, in Korean context. And, and then, uh, since then, I continue to engage uh, uh, in this topic very passionately, and I think it's very vital and uh, critical in not only uh, for the uh, yeah, reconstructing the Christian Christian theology, but also you know the, the participating in the God mission of God in uh, renewing uh, God's creation. Awesome, thanks, Paul. Yeah, I think um, I think one of the reasons for this question is like I think helping us to stimulate like our own entry point to. Um, climate justice, right? I think we're probably all at different places and different things. And um, yeah, I hope these stories will inspire you, but also uh, help you reflect a little bit on like, yeah, where has my journey been? Um, and where does it start? And how, how is it different from tomorrow or today? Yeah, that's really powerful stuff. Um, yeah, for me, I guess it was just like a gradual education of what's happening, right? You know, in our world and what has been happening. Um, but I guess, like, for me personally, yeah, I grew up in a really, like, resourceful household, my, my parents, and I think it came from my mum's parents' side of the family. They, you know, they obviously went through the war um, and everything, and 
this, the most resourceful people I know, like they'll not waste anything at all and they'll use everything and anything to make other things. And um, yeah, I guess that's just been a part of who I am as well. And um, seeing the differences between other families too um, and just being like, oh, how come they don't care about that? Like, you know, um, yeah. So I guess that's a little bit of my little backstory. Um, but yeah, just really, yeah, get triggered by <laughs> plastic and, you know, people not just caring about it at all or not or being aware of it. So I think that's where my passion comes in is for more awareness, yeah. What about you, Cyrus? Thanks, Steph. Not scripted, sorry. Um, <laughs> um, I think I wasn't born in 1990, not quite yet. But um, so I grew up in an era where I think for me, um, you know, there was drought here and, um, you know, I still feel guilty for like running the tap on like an extra five seconds. Um, and, you know, sorting bins and all that sort of stuff is like, I guess, something that I kind of grew up with um, and being a part of. But I think over the last couple of years, I got, um, I got to go to a conference which was online just as COVID kind of started um, that was run by uh, CCA, so like the Christian Churches of Asia. And I think it really challenged me because a lot of these speakers were talking about climate change. And I think from, you know, going to, from putting stuff in the right bins and getting upset with people for putting stuff in the wrong bins to I think then becoming a minister and going, okay, how do we make policy change and how do we engage in these kind of big dynamics? And then being an Australian representative from uh, here to join this conference, um, you hear these guys that are like, um, yeah, we got a whole bunch of rubbish in our backyard, you know, in Malaysia or Indonesia, and they're championing this thing. And being a part of Surrender, I think, for me, that was really challenging because I think so much of our conversation is always about how do we go to the margins or how do we bring what we have in the center to the margins. But I wonder, I think for me in that space was actually going like, what does the margins actually have to offer about to us about climate change? Like what are their innovations? Because like, um, and, and I think that's been a, a real shift in my challenge of like learning more about climate change, um, going from, oh, this is just something we're doing, we get upset with people putting things in the wrong bins, to actually going like, who actually has the answers? Because maybe after 15 years, it's like, maybe we're looking for the answers in the wrong place. So um, yeah, I think that's been kind of my journey so far. Now, Paul, I've got a specific question for you as well. Can you share with us, what do you see as climate justice's role in mission, both globally and locally? So vast question <laughs> in terms of scope, like global and local, and relation to the mission. Uh, when it comes to Christian understanding of sin and redemption, salvation, we easily slip on uh, the sort of individualistic uh, understanding. Uh, but uh, I would say uh, whenever we think about Christian concept of sin and uh, salvation and redemption, we need to think about 
from uh, communal and material uh, and in, in, in yet yeah, both in 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 my the con local context and global context. So I'd like to start uh, uh, point out uh, some examples from our Australian context and global context. Number one is very recently uh, some Christian leaders uh, sign on the. A collaborative letter to call on the, uh, the Commonwealth government to take more stronger climate action, and that initiated by one of uh, Christian ministers who are ministering in. Uh, you know, have you heard the, uh, maybe from the uh, New South Wales? Uh, what is it called? The Lismo uh, region. Uh, it just the north of the New South Wales part of the, the town. Uh, there, there is a uh, Pastor Tim Bennett uh, ministering with the Lismo Regional Mission Uniting Church uh, based in the city of Lismo where flood uh, waters peaked at over 14 meters, the highest in its history. And let me quote what he said in, in, in his interview. The, the idea that climate change will affect the poorest and more vulnerable first is no longer abstract. That's what we are seeing with the least well-off in North and South Lismo hit the hardest. He said, if Jesus were alive today, he would encourage people to consider the environment when they cast their votes in May. I totally agree with him. And, and a second uh, example I'd like to bring here is uh, from one of small country in African con continent. Average carbon footprint in Zambia, have we heard this country, are very low, coming in at just 0.36 tons per person per year, less than one-tenth of the UK, and I believe yeah, less than one, uh, uh, the, the 1.5 tenths of uh, Australia average. Nevertheless, the country is facing environmental disaster, including prolonged drought, which left over a million people in need of food assistance, at least in 2021. And very recent research uh, on responsibility for climate change between the global north. Have we heard the term terminology global north and south? Global North, uh, USA, Canada, Europe, European countries, uh, Australia, even uh, Australia, New Zealand, uh, located in uh, the, the Southern Hemisphere, but belong to Global North, and Israel, Japan, now Korea, and Global South, uh, Latin America, Africa, and Asia. The conclusion of the, the research, let me quote, our study 
calculated how much each nation has exceeded their fair share of the safe planetary boundary, boundary for CO2 emissions. The results are staggering. The global north is responsible for 92% of all excess global emissions, while the global south is responsible for only 8%. It's a significant disparity between two. But the fact is, the nations of global north have effectively colonized the atmosp atmospheric commons. They uh, enrich themselves as a result but with devastating consequences for the rest of the world and for all of the life on Earth. So, I'm just to uh, present a few examples, but from uh, very simple the statistics, we can easily catch up, uh, catch, you know, the fact that all the, you know, colonialism and, uh, uh, the global inequality and what is now called environmental racism and racialized capitalism, climate crisis are all interconnected. So, in, in, you know, to answer the exact question, so what these are all uh, have to do with the Christian mission? So rather than uh, trying to articulate by my own, I have found very uh, 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 convincing and uh, very articulate uh, description of what Christian mission in response all all those these kind of uh, the the context global context. Uh, I've been uh, privileged to attend uh, the tenth assembly of World Count Churches in 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 my uh, the, the country of origin uh, Busan. City of Busan in nine, uh, sorry, 2013. Uh, the theme of assembly was uh, uh, God of Life, Leaders, Justice, and Peace. And at that assembly, the World Council Churches adopted a new ecumenical formation on Christian mission and evangelism. And that document, on, on that document, I found. Uh, very compelling uh, statement. What I try to do convey uh, in 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 answering to that question. Uh, the the title of the formation uh, is "Together Toward Life: Mission and Evangelism in Changing Landscape." So let me quote, and I'd like to uh, 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 answer to the question in uh, with this quotation. We affirm that the mission of God's spirit is to renew the whole creation. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The God of life protects, loves, and cares for nature. Humanity is not the master of the earth, but is responsible to care for the integrity of creation. Excessive greed and unlimited consumption, which led, which led to Continuous destruction of nature must end. God's love does not proclaim a human salvation separate from the renewal of the whole creation. We are called to participate in God's mission beyond our human-centered goals. 
God's mission is to all life, and we have we have to both acknowledge it and serve it in new ways of mission. We pray for repentance and forgiveness, but we also call for action now. Mission has creation at its heart. You can download freely from the website <laughs> the whole, whole document, and uh, there is an accompanying study resources. So I highly recommend you to uh, take a look at yeah, there's a um, whole heap of resources uh, Paul's provided for us on a lot, like a whole heap. So please go and take some time to look at those because it's really cool stuff there. So thanks, Paul. So I think this next uh, question comment is for Steph. Uh, and around uh, your own story around leadership, this climate leadership tier fund, tell us about it. I think you know what you're saying, Steph. Yeah, so um, I was involved in a cohort um, with Tier Fund um, called. Uh, is it? Uh, what was it called? <laughs> yeah, Sally was also a part of it, as was Gillian, um, who's sitting over there in the audience. Um, but it's called For All Creation uh, Leadership Cohort, and so that was last year. I think they're doing one this year as well. Um, but I was involved a bit later. Um, but it was really cool to be a part of. Um, they held like monthly gatherings online um, with guest speakers. We had Uncle Ray Minicon, who I'm sure most of you know of. Um, he spoke with us, graced us with his presence. Um, also, Jonathan Cornford as well. That was really cool. Um, he wrote a book called Coming Home, and you guys should check that out as well. But he, he's a co-founder of um, Managum. Um, that's also a really cool resource, I think, is in the list of resources, hopefully, Sarah. Um, if not, just Google Managum, and uh, he's got some cool blogs and stuff on, like, economic, like, a sustainable living and things like that. Um, but, yeah, um, yeah, really encouraged all of us to just go into our own communities to start this conversation. Um, yeah, I kind of, like, inherited... <laughs> A little group as a part of City View Uniting Church with Gillian as well, um, just to start this conversation with others and um, encourage everyone to do the same as well and just see what like what kind of action steps we can take in our own communities, even thinking about our own workplaces as well or families at home as well. Um, so yeah, that was a bit of my experience and um, it, it, it's it's all a journey. Like everyone's. Everyone's on a different part of the journey, and um, I just want to acknowledge that. And there's so much to be done, but <laughs> you know, we're, we're all here to learn. So, yeah, just want to affirm that for everybody. Um, I think I've, I'm given the job to summarize and then move us on to the next bit. But I think one of the things that I've learned from surrender, just as a thing, there's so many things that so many different people are passionate about. Climate justice is one of them. Um, but I think. Uh, I think part of engaging with surrender has always been about like helping I think myself reflect on like what my story is um, uh, and also like I think encouraging other people what their story is and I've, I think we've heard from like a bunch of different panel members that all have their different expertise in different areas if you ever talk to Paul and you just like I don't know what to do 
then like Paul will give you something, right? Like you won't leave and you'll get like 10 pieces of paper. I've talked to Sally a little bit and she's doing some great work around like how do we actually educate people in terms of like, um, you know, their own sense of biblical understanding and how that connects with um, climate change. Um, I hear Steph and I hear her that she's full of passion, um, but then also has this kind of like, I'm not Sally or Paul, right? And what is my place in the midst of that space? And I think that's something that's really um, exciting. So I guess for all of us, and I look around, I think there's some people in this room that uh, I'm sure are very heavy hitters in terms of uh, moving things in climate change. But yeah, I, I wonder if we kind of move from this surrender grassroots kind of place. It's like, what are our stories and what are the people around us like? And what are their stories around climate change? Um, for those who might be going to Raukin, like I hear Sean talk about some of the revegetation stuff that they're doing down at Raukin, you know? And like, um, how do we learn from one another in terms of this huge thing? Because I'm sure we could continue talking for hours about this. Might pause there. I think um, let's thank our panel members again. Over to you. How will you respond to Jesus' radical call to the margins? Be a part of the Surrender Road Trip by following the podcast, joining us at one of our events. Surrender partners with dozens of organizations and initiatives. Join us and others and take action at surrender.org.au.